This is Life Links with a DL link. Welcome, welcome. This is the DL Link Show on 101.9 High FM. This is the show where we connect you to insights, information, and illumination. And my name is Nikki Seberini, and I will be keeping you company for the next hour. And, you know, I hope you cancelled all your plans and that you have the next hour free because it's always insightful and illuminating stories that we bring you. And this week... Yet again, um, you know, we often talk about synchronicity and incredible things happening in life. Um, it's quite funny. You can think of a person and the next minute the phone rings or you can think about something and then you happen to bump into the right person. Has it ever happened to you? You know, sometimes it happens and everything just flows absolutely perfectly. And then there are other times when it just doesn't. Well, we're going to be sharing a little bit later an incredible story with you um, of of a whole lot of synchronicity, um, which has enabled us to share a very important story with you. Um, And there are just so many connections, and I'm sure you can relate to all those kind of connections that seem to happen all the time. It's like there's a a bigger hand at play, and I I always love that. It always adds to the wonderment of of life, and it certainly makes me a a great believer in the things that we can't see, um, and that is Way beyond our understanding. So that's kind of the vein of the show today. Um, we are going to be crossing over to the UK. Um, and I'm going to be talking to Chris Lewis, who is just a really, really inspiring human being. He is, um, he is a warrior. He faced cancer. Um, and he turned it into, really, it turned it around completely. It became a life's purpose to help other people. He is an award-winning international blogger. He's a speaker. He's a leading cancer disruptor. He's changing lives. And um, we're so delighted that he's going to be taking time out to chat to us and tell us, share his story and tell us what the incredible work is that he's doing. And then after that, the synchronicity is the story that we're going to be looking at. And Angelique and Peter Nell will be in the studio. They're going to be talking about their daughter, Cherise Nell, who is just three years old, and she was diagnosed with stage three undifferentiated sarcoma cancer. Um, and um, it's incredible how they came to be sitting in the studio. Just so many things came together. So really a, a fascinating show. As I said, I do hope that you have freed the next hour. Um, and if not, um, you can always catch the podcasts on the website. It usually takes about a day, then the podcast is there. You've just got to go to chayfm.com, click on the different shows, go to Thursday, go to DL link, click on it, look at the date and all the podcasts are there. So easy um, and you can get to enjoy the show. So I'd like to start off by interviewing, uh, uh, introducing Chris who has been very patiently waiting for us. Um, Chris, welcome. Great to have you on the show today. Hi, is this Nikki? It is Nikki, Chris. Can you hear me loud and clear? Hi, Nikki. It's quite difficult to hear actually. Well, Chris, I'm going to speak more directly into the mic, and I am going to try, and I hope that it's going to improve. Can you hear me better now? 
I can hear you now, yeah. Fantastic. Chris, we're going to, now that we've got everything in line, we're going to, um, are we going to take a quick break, Craig? Have we taken our break? We've, we're going to, okay. So, so Chris, let's start off with your story. We're going to go back to, was it 2007, um, when you weren't feeling well and then you got a, an awful diagnosis from, from your doctor? Yes, that's correct. So, so please share with, with everyone, um, if you don't mind, Chris, what was it? How were you feeling? Um, you were a very busy man, a uh, businessman, um, your own business, um, a business consultant specializing in ladies' clothing. So you were busy. You were doing all the time. How did you start to feel, and, and, and why did you then go to a doctor? Actually, uh, Nikki, I, I felt like I'd been shot. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it's like I was running and and somebody fired a bullet into my leg to to stop me running. Um, I was a very active guy and very successful in the business I was in. And uh, when I got the diagnosis, I I honestly couldn't believe uh, the news that I was hearing. Luckily, my wife was with me. Uh, which was purely by chance, actually. Yeah. And um, when they told me that I was stage four uh, mantle cell lymphoma, uh, and the guy said to me, I'm very sorry, Mr. Lewis, this is incurable, and uh, but we can manage it. Um, but if things don't go your way, you, you will only have six months to live. And that was in 2007? So, that was in 2007, yes. So how did that? How does that work, Chris? I mean, how do you get that kind of a, a diagnosis? You, you, you're told by your doctor that you have this incurable cancer, that you probably only have six months to live. And 11 years later, here we are having this conversation. Was it that you went for the right treatment? Was it that you were had a positive outlook and you changed? I mean, I'm sure everyone's asking the same question. How, how did that happen? <laughs> to be honest with you, Nikki, I've been very lucky in my life. I've been very lucky. You know, we make choices in life uh, all the time. You know, we do them daily. And uh, I've been lucky that I've always made the right choices at the right time. Um, you know, I've had luck. L- luck has played a big part of this, let's be honest. Mm. Um, but I have a wonderful family. I have wonderful friends. I have wonderful support. And if I'm honest... I didn't believe what was happening to me um, because because life was so good to me and life was very kind. Uh, I really didn't believe. I thought this was some some kind of nightmare, uh, and that I would wake up and and that thing wouldn't have actually happened. Mm. Mm. I, I can understand um, that. But it did, uh, and and you know all I was hearing was was terrible things. Uh, about what was going to happen to me and uh, if I was going to survive the chemotherapy, if I was going to survive a stem cell transplant, if they could find a match for me. Uh, you know, there were so many ifs. And then we started taking life literally one day at a time. You know, that that's not an exaggeration. Um, and uh, life w- was, was very, very different then. I faced... I faced my uh, my own mortality, um, and it took us a bit of time to get round that as a family. Mm. Uh, the fact that I might not, not live very long. 
Uh, but I've always been a, a humorous guy and a, and a positive guy. And uh, humor and positivity certainly don't cure cancer. But actually, they helped me get through the really, really tough times uh, that I've had since the treatment. Um, you know, Chris, I, I asked that question because I, I I regularly talk to warriors who have been given the prognosis, um, you know, what, whatever the, the outcome will be, and they're told six months, one year, three months, and years later, they're still around. And I just think it's so important. I understand that doctors work off, um, you know, they look at their statistics and, and they look at what, what, what's happening in their world, but I, I, I just think it really is important to highlight this, that when a doctor has given you the three months or the six months or the year or whatever it is, it's, you know, it's it's not written in stone. And I think that there are so many other elements that come into play. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but, it, you, you know, 11 years later, here you are, this incredible person um, going around, talking to people, helping other people with cancer, um, and... And you were given the six months. So I, I just, I really wanted to highlight that, that, and you, you've spoken about how you, you take one day at a time, the, the relationships with your family, talking about, um, you know, your mortality with your family, having these important conversations. And, and, and I can only imagine that that bringing so much more meaning into your life. And here you are 11 years later. I, I really want to highlight that. I think that's incredibly inspiring. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, it certainly changed my life. I mean, my, my life is no no easy thing mm. uh, because I'm still a patient. My disease is still incurable, mm-hmm. and I still have to go to the hospital every month uh, to have checkups. But you know, it, it's made me reevaluate my life. Uh, what is it? What is important? What isn't important? Um, I, I mean, financially. Look, we all talk about money's not important, but let's be honest, money is important. Of course. Uh, be, because, you know, I, I had a youngish family. I was very lucky. My wife worked. Uh, but but when I went into hospital to have my transplant, I mean, I worked all the way through chemo because I was self-employed. Mm. Uh, so I, I wasn't entitled to any sick pay or any benefits of any description. Uh, and the, the minute that I went into hospital for my stem cell transplant, my household income uh, went to 50% of what it what it should be. Hmm. So, you know, I was paying a mortgage, I was buying cars, I was living a good life, you, you know. Uh, and then all of that fell on me. Uh, but my wife said to me, she said, look, Chris, what's the point of worrying about money? Uh, you know, if, if you're not going to be here in a few months' time, mm. so don't worry about that. Just concentrate on getting better. Uh, that I did, and, and we overcame those financial issues. You know, you have to find a way around them and talk to people. You have to explain what your position is. And the people I was dealing with were, were very, very kind and... Um, I managed to clear up all my finances, you know, within about a year, I think, of, of 
getting back out again. Chris, and, I'm gonna, um, we, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break because I don't want to move away from that subject. I really want to come back to the, the money issue because I know that that became something for you that we, we don't always talk about when you are diagnosed, like what happens to the job, what happens to the income. So let's not move away from that. We're going to take a quick break, and I really want to revisit this this topic. So please stay with us. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Walking with Warriors. So if you've just tuned in, I have Chris Lewis um, on the line from the UK. He's an award-winning international blogger, speaker, leading cancer disruptor, and he's changing lives. He was diagnosed in 2007 with uh, cancer. He was told he had six months to live, that it was incurable. Eleven years later, he's still around, and he's inspiring and helping others in the UK and around the world. Um, so we're delighted to have him on on the show today. And Chris, just before the break, we were talking about finances. Now, you know, we, we, we can look at the finances just in terms of paying for the treatment. In the UK, you've got a system where the government pays for your treatment and you're very lucky. And, and in South Africa, it's slightly different in that we absolutely have state hospitals. We also have medical aids. You, AIDS, you know how expensive the treatment is. But we're not even talking about the treatment at the moment. We're talking about being the breadwinner, being the person who has to pay these expenses every single month and yet has to take Take time out and have every wits about them to to fight cancer and yet how to pay the bills. And you said that, Chris, that that was the first thing that you worried about was the money. And it was your wife who said, you know, you may not be around. Let's just focus on the time that you have and not worry about earning the money. And I just want to know how that felt when your wife said that. Did it take a lot of pressure off? And maybe there are people listening who say easier said than done if you have to pay bills. You have to pay bills. Yes, uh, you're right, Nikki. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm lucky to travel around now with my work uh, because obviously people want to hear more from someone who survives, mm-hmm. and obviously I, I have great experience in the cancer world, and I see all sorts of different healthcare regimes. Obviously, I see them in America. I know what yours is. Uh, I, I've been all around Europe. They all have different schemes too. And as you rightly say, uh, in the UK, uh, we're very lucky here. And there was no, I mean, I was 51 when I was diagnosed, so I'm not a young man, but not an old man either. Mm-hmm. But, but there was no question. Um, I mean, I needed very expensive chemotherapy. I needed very expensive uh, stem cell transplant. And um, we added it up the other day, roughly, uh, what what my treatment would have cost if, if, if I could have got it. And that's an if, by the way, uh, because just because you pay for something doesn't mean it's necessarily available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, my, my personal treatment now is running to millions. Uh, we're well over, the, well over the million mark now for my, wow. my personal treatment. So... I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Mm. In terms of personal finance, uh, it's, that's a very frightening place to be. I mean, cancer is a frightening place anyway. Uh, and for me, I've, I've been working since I was 16. You know, I left school early and, uh, I, I went out to work. So work really was, was my life and, and working for myself, you know, I was doing very well in, in, in my job. And then suddenly to be told uh, you won't be working for at least a year, 
and that was at least a year. Uh, and I was like, I was frightened. I felt very vulnerable. Nikki. Sure, I'm sure. Uh, I felt vulnerable because all the things that I could do for my children with my wife, you know, nice holidays, nice cars, paying for the house and things like that were all slipping away from me mm. in my eyes. Mm. And, um, you know, as a man, we sometimes can be a little bit caveman instinct mm. and we are the, the, the breadwinner, if you like. And that was always my my view. And when that was taken away from me, I felt very vulnerable. Sure. And, and so, so, but something, something came out of this though, Chris, um, having to reevaluate you being the breadwinner, the money, you, you said it took about a year till you sorted everything out, but something else was born and that is you, you found a greater purpose, didn't you? Yes, uh, to be honest, I mean, I can't, sometimes I get up in the morning, Nicky, and I, I can't believe what I'm doing, you know, I open my emails every day and I'm invited to Japan, Kuala Lumpur, Israel, all sorts of different places. And to talk about not just my experience, but but, but about the work I do, how I collaborate with organisations around the world to, to get the word out about cancer, I can't, if I'm honest, although it was only 11 years ago, I can't remember my, my, my previous work. Really? Wow. <laughs> uh, hmm. This work is, is now all-encompassing, you know, social media. Uh, I pretty much dominate social media for, for cancer patients uh, in the UK. Um, and I'm probably one of the biggest influencers hmm. in, in the UK, and if not, around the world. So hmm. I've become... An expert, if you like, from I'm an expert patient. Mm. Um, and, and, and what are you talking about? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, so I was just saying you've become an influencer. I mean, here I've got a, a cancer disruptor. What, what are you talking about? Why are people flying you all over the world? What stories are you sharing, Chris? Sorry, what was the last bit of the question? What, what What are you talking about? Why Why are you being invited? What 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 is it that you're sharing about your cancer journey that other people want to hear? Okay, so it's not just the cancer journey. You know, there are millions of cancer journeys around the world. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are too many. Right. Too true. Uh, but But my case is particularly rare. Uh, First, I survived, okay, which is, which is one thing, of course. But actually, I'm now spending my life helping others. Uh, so what people want to, to know is, is how I do that. And, um, you know, my case has become a beacon, if you like, mm. uh, to others. Because mm. when I stand on stage and I, and I say, look, I've survived 11 years, you know, the room goes quiet mm. because it brings hope. It brings hope. Right. Uh, and, you know, without hope, we don't have anything. And a lot of the countries now that I go to, you know, they don't have cases like this. They don't have te- technological advances like I've had. Uh, so they want to hear from me about how, how I live my life now. Incredible, Chris. And also, you, you've got your, your simple. You help with... Um, phoning and, and, and helping uh, people. How, how does that work, the Your Simple, at Your Simple? Uh, the, the charity, you mean? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, so, Simple is a, 
It's an idea that was brought to me a couple of years ago. I, I like to innovate. Um, you know, I have a business brain, and can- cancer, to me, is a problem in the world. Mm-hmm. And I like to try and do something to make lives better. I, obviously, I'm not a clinician, so I can't do from that point of view. Right. But, but one of the biggest issues with cancer is the feeling of isolation, uh, which, you know, we hear quite frequently. So in this day and age, we, we, we have technology which can help with that situation. Obviously, it's not the same as face-to-face, but these days now we connect uh, in, in lots of different ways as well as face-to-face. And um, Blair, who is my partner in this scheme, uh, she, her mobile phone, she, she, that's her business. And she approached me and she said, look, Chris, my family's been affected by cancer and uh, I'd like, I've got this idea, I'd like to get people connected uh, through giving them mobile phones and airtime. So uh, we, we thought it was a nice idea. Nobody does that in the world. Um, and so with the cooperation of big business and telecoms and other people, um, we, we were able to, pl- to supply phones and uh, data and talk time for, for roughly six months for each person who applies. Hmm. Um, it's totally free to them. There are no contracts to sign because we don't, we don't like that sort of thing. We don't do means testing either. We're not interested in what the person earns. And we also supply people that are affected by cancer. So not necessarily directly uh, that they have cancer, but of course, lots of children are affected, lots of parents are affected by a cancer diagnosis. You know, the whole family is affected. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are plenty of people at end of life that are affected and don't have, you know, a lot of older people have never had a mobile phone. So we're now allowing people with cancer who don't have any money, you know, this is what we call cancer poverty, um, and we're, allow, we're allowing people to apply to us for help and uh, that, that's in the UK at the moment, but, but we're the only people in the world that have this scheme, and we've, we've got lots of requests to take it elsewhere in the world. Hmm. Uh, so we just love helping people. We love the fact that people can connect. Uh, you know, mobile phone is the future. Well, it's, well, it's not the future, it's the present. It is. And um, we have to understand that not everybody has one. You know, we have very poor people in, in England. Um, you know, that people, if you, if you look at the news probably, you wouldn't imagine that we have a lot of poor people here, but we do. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of that, unfortunately, is health related. You know, where you might have single parent, the parent gets cancer, they can't go to work, they can't get benefits. So we try to help those people. And my own personal experience is, is, you know, is a big part of that. Uh, with the guys that work in the office and do all the paperwork and everything that side, um, but 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 people obviously uh, they understand if you like because I am a cancer patient myself, mm-hmm. so I know 
from first hand what is required for people. Absolutely. Wow, so innovative, Chris. Um, and, and who knows, maybe it'll come to South Africa. You know, you happen to be on a show called the DL Link Show. Um, and we have a very unique organization here in South Africa. Um, the founder, Michelle Goodman, started it in 2010 um, when she lost her daughter to cancer. And um, you talk about, you know, where's the support and where is the holding of not just the cancer patient, but of the family and just and this is an organization, Chris, here in South Africa, you know, when someone is going for chemotherapy, people from the DL link help with lifts and with making meals and with fetching children and with helping children with homework, just filling those gaps which become um such huge gaps um when you are a, a warrior fighting cancer. And so it's great. It's just so wonderful to know that there are all these innovations happening all over the world and who knows, maybe the DL link will connect connect up with you and, and your innovations with um, with mobile. It's just incredibly, incredibly inspiring that something like this can turn to such purpose and, and connecting others. It's wonderful, Chris. You certainly have inspired us all this, oh, this afternoon. Well, thank you, thank you very much, Nikki. You know, there's a, there's a lot going on in every country, and, it, and it's just wonderful. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me on the show. Uh, because I know you have a, a, a great international audience. And, um, you know, I'm around, you've got my website details. Anybody who would like to get in contact with me, uh, would, I would be absolutely delighted uh, to help. Uh, and I know South Africa very well, so <laughs> if you want to invite me over there, I'll certainly come over and do a few things oh, over there. Oh, that sounds, you never know, Chris, you never know. But for, for our listeners who would like to join the crowd and, and, uh, you know, connect with you as a cancer disruptor, what is your Twitter handle? Sorry, yeah, sorry, I missed that question. Your, 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 what is your Twitter handle for those who want to start following you? Uh, sorry, I missed the first. No, okay, I've actually want to follow me. yes on Twitter. I've actually found it in my in my. Oh, okay. um, I'm Chris the, Chris the Eagle One on Twitter. Sorry. Oh, no problem, Chris the Eagle One, and on Facebook, Chris. Uh, it's Chris's Cancer Community. Okay, fantastic. Chris Cancer Community. Chris, thank you so much. We, yes, yes. If they want to just Google my name, if they, if you put Chris's, Chris's Cancer Community, they'll find the website as well where there are a lot of videos and everything there. Okay, perfect. We, we, we're going to, and we're your thing, pal, at Twitter, that'll tell you more about the charity. Fantastic. Chris, thank you. Thank you for your time and um, just the incredible work that you do. As you said, everything changed in 2007 in a completely different direction. Um, and I know that you've inspired many of our, our listeners today. Thank you for your time. And hopefully we'll be interviewing you live in studio when you come and visit us in South Africa. It's a date. It's a date. Can't cancel that one. Thank you, Chris. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, love for South Africa. Thank you, Chris. And here's to good health and vitality. Go well.
Um, that was Chris Lewis. So, you know, I've started following him on Twitter and I'm loving his tweets and he is so inspiring. So isn't it incredible how he's traveling all over the world because people want to hear his story, how 11 years later, you know, there he is and, and he's helping people and he's connecting people. And I love the hope. I love that he defied the six month prognosis and, and here he still is. So his Twitter handle is Chris the Eagle One. Chris the Eagle One. Facebook, Chris Cancer Support or Chris Cancer Community. Um, and you can follow him. We're going to take a break. And after the break, I told you about synchronicity. I told you about all these connections that are happening. Um, so stay tuned for the story. We'll be right back. This is Lifelinks with a DL link. Well, thanks so much for staying with us. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination on 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Nikki Seberini. And so the show continues. At the beginning, I said, you know, the synchronicity where you're thinking of someone and then you bump into them or something's happening and you happen to connect with someone who can help you with it. And I, I love it when that happens. And the next story, you know, our guests in the studio are here because of that kind of synchronicity. Angelique and Peter Nell are here in the studio to tell us about their daughter, uh, Cherise Nell, who's three years old. It's not an easy story for them to share, but they got here um, because of a, a chance meeting with Terry. Now, Terry works with the DL Link. She does incredible work at the DL Link, and she happened to come across him. So first, I'm going to introduce Terry. How's it, Terry? There we go. The microphone is there. Fantastic. How are you, my darling? Good and you, Nick. Good to have you on the show. And I would like to welcome Angelique and Peter Nell. Angelique, Peter, welcome. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Lovely Thanks to have us. you. Lovely. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming onto the show. So, Terry, you tell us what happened. What, what led you to home <laughs> affairs um, and that you were standing right behind Angelique? Give us the backstory. So, I was contacted by, um, another patient who is receiving treatments in America at the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, her parents asked me if I would go to America to visit her. So I went home and my passport wasn't valid. And that is why I went to home affairs. <laughs> so there you are standing in a queue. Yes. And there's about woman. 500 people. Right. Maybe more. And I mean, we don't often talk to people in queues. No. We were on our phones and we're very busy. Yes. But you did. Yes. So and Angelique turned around and she said to me, oh, I really need to get my passport urgently. So I said, actually, I do too. <laughs> so she said, no, I need to take my daughter for treatment. And I said to her, oh, what kind of treatment is she going for? She said, no, it's a treatment called proton therapy. It's the only place in the entire world that um, does this treatment. And it turned out that the little girl that I was going to visit was on the exact same treatment. treatment. Wow. So it got you talking and then the DL link and the, and, and the connection started and, and that's how we got to Angelique Basically, here today. Wow. Yes. So Angelique and Peter, I mean, that's, that's an incredible story and they're more connections. So it's the therapy that was the same. Um, also, your daughter has the same birthday as, as Terry. Yes. So it's all these, all these little connections that, that seem to happen, which has brought you here today. Yes. And, um, so this is, is this the first time you've been on radio? Yes, it's the first time. I'm, I'm, so I'm, just I'm, bear with <laughs> us, please. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about Cherise, three years old. 
And I mean, when we think of three year, three year olds right now, they'd be in nursery school and playing and digging and doing this and doing that. And everything kind of turned on its head for you. Um, not so long ago when Cherie started to have a swelling in her cheek. Yeah, so she actually started um, complaining when she ate sometimes um, that it's sore on her cheek. Yeah. And I thought, maybe it's a tea, something's yeah. wrong, we need to get it to a dentist. But as as time go on, it sort of got worse. She started complaining more and more and more. And then uh, we decided to take her to our local GP. Mm-hmm. He examined her for close to an hour and it, he said it looked like there was a little hole in the ear. And he put her on antibiotics for, for six weeks. After that... The six weeks of antibiotics? Yes, yes. Wow. After that, um, this this swelling started, and it started aggressively swelling in her cheek mm-hmm. and behind her ear. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, there's, there's something else wrong here. And uh, we decided to take her to Dr. Khan at uh, Neck and Head uh, and Throat Specialist. Yeah. When we got there... The, on the Wednesday, they send in for straightaway CT scans. Um, the Thursday, the CT scans came back, and we got some bad news that it was a, was a tumor. The Friday, a uh, biopsy was done. The Monday, MRI scan was done. <clears throat> we had to wait close to a week. The Monday, about uh, 1 o'clock, the doctor phoned us and said, well, you'll meet us 2 o'clock uh, in his rooms. We got there, and we got the, sort of the worst news ever. Mm, mm, mm. And and Angelique, if, I mean, how do you how do you deal with with that kind of a, a, a you know the doctor tells you please meet us at two mm. o'clock. How how do you deal with that? Yeah, I think at this point, you know, it is our only little one. Um, you know, just to hear that you know that news, you know, I mean, I didn't react immediately. I mean, Peter, you know, he's a very emotional person. I'm trying to keep my emotions in you know so when that word comes out you know cancer i mean our little one is three years old mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we're not dealing with the adult i mean if it was me and peter maybe you know we mm-hmm. had our laugh you know mm-hmm. her laugh hasn't even started yet mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. it's been a shock a big shock yeah. T- tell us about Cherise. i mean what kind of a what a what kind of a little <laughs> girl is she what she, does she like doing she loves balls yeah. Bubbles and um, swimming aww. And dancing and singing She's got the most Unbelievable strong spirit in the world oh. She's always always playing Even now while she's getting chemo There's not one day that goes past She's not smiling and playing Really? It's it's such an inspiration It's It's, it's unbelievable I mean I'm just thinking about how she had to go for these scans And she's poked and she's prodded And and that's difficult, and it's difficult to explain that to a three-year-old. Angelique, how do you do that? And, Look, and how do you then tell her that she's sick? Yeah, I think at this point, you know, we're going through quite a lot, you know, if you think about the injections, about the MRIs, you know. I think for a three-year-old to explain that to her, you know, if you just bring out the word cancer, it's not going to make sense at all, you mm. know. So only thing that Cherise at this point knows is that she's got little monsters in her head. The doctors is busy, you know, fixing, you know, mommy and daddy is there. So only thing that she thinks is just the little monsters, you know. So it's quite difficult. Obviously, you know, we spoke to our doctors and things. What do we tell her, you know? I mean, obviously, myself and Peter, we're on the same page, you know. But to explain, explain that to a little one. It's very difficult, you know, mm. so. Mm. Mm. So just, ex- just explain what, 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 tell us a little bit more about this, this cancer that she has. So it's a undifferentiated aggressive sarcoma. 
um, undifferentiated means they can't pinpoint exactly what Sakoma is. Mm-hmm. The biopsies was taken on that Friday, as I mentioned, with the operation. It was sent to the labs in South Africa. They couldn't uh, differentiate it. After that, it was sent to Switzerland labs. They couldn't differentiate it. After that, it was sent to the U.S., and they can also not differentiate it. So, What do you mean by differentiate it? Break it down and see exactly what and, kind and of cancer it is? See exactly what sort of sarcoma it is. So they know exactly how to fight it. How, what treat, is, it, yeah, treat, fight it, it, treat it. Yeah, treat it. Exactly what sort of chemo to give it. So when we started, it was undifferentiated. They, mm-hmm. they, they don't have that exact chemo, what exactly to use. So they went in aggressively. We had to fly in um, chemo from the U.S. that wasn't on the medical sort of board in South Africa, and we first had to get permission from them sure. to, 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 to fly it in. Mm-hmm. But luckily, that aggressive uh, chemo that we were using um, sort of helped. The, the, the cancer was in the beginning, it was 4 by 4 centimeters. Now imagine a little three-year-old's head. Four by four centimeters. It's 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 actually a big. And yeah, um, big. the last MRI scan we we took, it came down to two by three centimeters. But unfortunately, it sort of uh, it went starting going into the skull. And um, yeah, that's why we're not going for operation. We're not going for normal IM, IMRT, and we're carrying on the schema. And we need to get her to the U.S. Well, I know that we're going to be talking to your doctor shortly. She's going to be um, on the show, um, and she's going to be explaining what kind of treatment um, Cherise has to go for. Let me just get those details. But w- let, let's take a very quick break, um, and then we'll be back, um, and we're going to be talking to Cherise's doctor. Stay with us. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Welcome back. This is the DR Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination and you know, it's such an emotional story. I can't imagine there's one person listening who is a parent. Um you don't have to be a parent to feel um Angelique and Peter's pain. Um and 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 um and yeah, awful, awful suffering with the with beautiful Cherise Nell being diagnosed just three years old with this um, very aggressive cancer. Um, you were saying, Peter, that um, she was responding well to the chemotherapy, but that the cancer has spread into the skull. Yes. Um, and I know that we're going to be talking to her doctor, Dr. Kate Bennett, who's the pediatric oncologist at um, the, the Donald Gordon. Um, and she's going to be explaining because they can't, they can't operate. They, they had, they, in at Morningside, they get together and all the doctors and the specialists look yes. at the case and they've said it's, it's inoperable. Yeah. The, it's, it's, it's going to have too many, um, um, circumstances, uh, bad negative effects going forward after the operation. They would, uh, need to chip the skull, break the skull, uh, break the jaw in bone in two. Then remove all the tumor and the cancer and then as well take a piece of bone out of a leg with a piece of plate and put it back into her jaw. And she would have to go, as she grows and grows, she needs to go back to move the plate bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And afterwards, she would have gone for reconstruction surgery in her face after puberty as well. Sure. So they decided that uh, it's, it's, it's not... And when, it's when, not viable. No, they're not, they're no, not going no. to be And viable. as well, they wouldn't be able to remove the piece that went into the skull. They won't be able to remove everything. So that's also why they said it's not viable. Okay. We have Dr. Kate Bennett on the line, pediatric oncologist from the Donald Gordon. Um, Dr. Bennett, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you very much for having me, Nikki, and good afternoon to all of your listeners and to um, Peter and Angelique as well. Well, we we delighted to have you on the line. You know, we've we've heard the story um, of of Cherise, and and you know Cherise so well. And and um, Peter was just explaining how the, the the decision is not to operate. So then you've got to look at the treatment for for this cancer. And we were hoping you could perhaps expand because uh, explain further because I know there are two different types of treatment. Perhaps you can explain it to us. Um, so absolutely. I mean, with a very aggressive sarcoma like what Sharice has got, we obviously want to give um, multimodality therapy. So we've given her some chemotherapy, but we need to do local control to the area where the tumor is sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very, very critical area in Sharice. Um, it's sitting very close to the brain, uh, to the eye, to the parotid gland, which supplies the liver to obviously into the mouth. Um, and so we need to, we wanted to do surgery, but that was unfortunately not feasible, um, because they didn't think that they would be able to remove the entire tumor. Mm-hmm. So that really left us with just radiation therapy. Now, radiation therapy is excellent in terms of controlling the tumor, but unfortunately it also damages the surrounding tissues, mm-hmm. um, and these are her normal healthy tissues, not just the tumor itself. So it's associated with a loss of side effects, particularly when it's given very close to the brain. Um, unfortunately, we don't have proton therapy available in South Africa, and proton therapy is a relatively new form of radiation therapy, whereby we give the same dose to the tumor and we have the same effect to the tumor. But the surrounding tissue is then much less affected. So it's effectively spared, um, which means that the kids have a lot less side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically in Charita's case, where the growth of the one side of her face would be much better um, and the risk of it damaging her brain and all the glands that control her hormones would be much less if we were able to give her the proton therapy rather than the normal radiation therapy. Right, right. But there's a problem with the proton therapy in that it's not available in South Africa. Absolutely. And in addition to it not being available, it's also extremely expensive. Hmm. Why why isn't it available in South Africa, Doctor, if I may ask? Um, so it's very, very expensive to put the um, unit in, mm-hmm. um, and it's a fairly new um, a modality of treatment. We are looking at perhaps getting something available, but for now it's just too expensive to even consider putting um, a proton u- uh, unit in. And what, what, what is the prognosis in terms of, of using the, the proton therapy for, for Cherise? So Cherise should have an excellent um, prognosis. Um, obviously, it will treat the tumor ex- as well as anything else will. But what will happen is that she will have less side effects. Okay. Gee whiz. Okay. So the option is, um, well, going to America for, for this treatment. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's at all possible, possible. Mm-hmm. this would be the way that I think um, we should treat her. I mm-hmm. think it would give her the best chance of living a normal life. 
Dr. Bennett, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I know that you're very busy, and thank you for explaining it so clearly for for our audience. We we appreciate it, and I'm hoping that we're going to be able to chat again in the future, and you can catch us up on on Cherise's uh, progress. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Dr. Kay Bennett, uh, pediatric oncologist at the Donald Gordon. We really just have a couple more minutes, but Angelique, what is your option? So it's a very expensive treatment. You're trying to raise funds. How, how's it going with the fundraising? Well, we're definitely busy. You know, we're busy everywhere at this point. Um, I just, I just think, you know, um, it is quite expensive. You know, a loan just for the proton is about 3.1 million, you know. At this point, we definitely need about 2.5. Um, so we're working hard. I mean, there is a few, there's probably about four weeks left, but we believe that, you know, they will, the, the public out there will definitely hopefully hear her story, you know, and all get together. But How can they get hold of you? So Cherie's got her own page. It's Little Fighter Cherie's Now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you guys can contact us directly. Um, otherwise, also through DL. Through DL link. Yeah, DL links. Um, Terry knows us. She all got also our details. Yeah, so her page is open to everybody. We've got a lot of followers at this point. So it's awesome. So you said three weeks you're leaving. We need to leave hopefully in four weeks' time. Please God, yes. four, f- please God, four weeks' time. Peter, we have to go, but you've got a, you've you've got Cherie singing a song there. Yes, I do. Please play, play it for her. Please, we're welcoming her into the studio. Hold it up to the mic. I'm so glad she got onto the show. We're delighted. <laughs> and she sings so beautifully. And um, I know it's not easy to be on the show and talk about this. Thank you for being so brave. And please, God, um, the angels out there who will respond and you'll be able to raise the much-needed funds and that in four weeks' time you'll be getting onto an airplane with your beautiful daughter and giving her the treatment that she needs. And please, God, she will be returning, recovered, and healthy. And please keep us updated. Uh, may you be blessed with with good fortune and, and good health. And thank you for coming onto the show. Right. Thank, thank you so you much, so Nikki. Much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, just you can get hold of uh, Angelique and Peter via the DL link. Um, we thank you for tuning in. You know, these are the stories that we have. These are the stories that we share. This is what we do. The DL link show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. For me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, you do take care. Goodbye. This is Lifelinks with a DL link.